pulled over the middle. Yeah, because it didn't have that big of a Wait till they get that one at the Reed Hartman hunt. That's a busy intersection for that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Then we have to pay. Mm. Come out, so they want to come out. Right. right. They needed to, but it was getting pretty bad. Yeah. Trying to draw the perils of private roads, right? Mm. Yeah. I didn't know it was private roads. Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Wait till it gets potholes and you get to pay the fix money. I know. <laughs> Did you get that email I sent you about that pothole? So we're taken care of. Awesome. Well, it's not fixed yet. It's supposed to be fixed tonight. Got it. Because they won't do that during the day with Got traffic. It. No, it's big. It's, it's not a good one. Where is it at? Where is it? It's right on. Well, it's on 71, but it's right. It's almost like it's like, it feels like it's almost like an asphalt failure. It's right at where um, the Kelly Road overpass. So if you went south on 71, mm -hmm. south side of that bridge, oh, okay. right in the middle lane. There's, I mean, it's really. It's every bit mm -hmm. as big as this. Probably bigger than this. And it's right where it abuts the concrete and the bridge overpass. So it's almost like something failed in that paving. Hmm. It's too new. It's brand new. Everybody ready? Yep. Elliot. Good. Okay, we're going to call our meeting to order. If uh, everyone will please rise for the invocation. Who has the invocation tonight? Mr. Penny. I have it. Heavenly Father, we come to you today asking for your guidance, wisdom, and support as we begin this meeting. Help us engage in meaningful discussion. Allow us to grow closer as a group and nurture the bonds of community. Fill us with your grace, Lord God, as we make decisions that might affect the resident staff and friends of Sycamore Township. And continue to remind us that all that we do here today, all that we accomplish is for the pursuit of truth, for the greater glory of you. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Everybody, please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, if Mr. Porter would note that all three trustees are present. Um, so uh, the next item on the agenda, we... Uh, Tracy Tracy Kellams and I had a conversation with Dan Dieters from Energy Alliance today regarding the uh, regarding the um, uh, the rebates that we are getting in the mail on uh, debit cards and I know there's a great deal of confusion and so we asked Dan to come on a, about a half hour about two hour notice to uh, to come to the meeting tonight we appreciate you coming Dan no problem um, I had to come pretty far <laughs> we're a Sycamore Township company about two miles that way <laughs> so. So, uh, so if you, I appreciate you coming, but if you could give us an update and, and kind of there may be some questions from the board that, here. That would that would be probably Perfect. best. Okay. I'll just give you a quick status update, and then we'll just go okay. from there. So, about the end of August, early uh, September last year, uh, I think it was Trustee Weedman sent us an email about an, a resident that had a issue with his bill, and so we got to talking to him a little bit, and there was no reason that the the issue should have been so. What had happened was Dynagy sent over the reduction in the rate to Duke and their computers along with Duke's somehow didn't mash up and the rate was never properly lowered. And that happened through about three and a half months of last year. And had, had someone not said something to us, it probably would have taken a little bit longer. But we got into it. We found out that that happened in four communities that that 
Dynagy was servicing. Uh, it was Delhi, Reading, and Union Township, Claremont, along with Sycamore Township. We discovered approximately $125,000 in refunds that were owed to the residents of these communities. We spoke with Dynagy, <clears throat> asked them to give us a plan on how they were going to return the money to the folks. They came up with this plan about sending the gift cards out. And as you folks know, we don't send anything out to any communities without the administration seeing. So we sent the plan over here, got the thumbs up, send them out, and we when did, you send, when did you send it over? That was uh, it would have been November. It would have been early November. Yeah. Okay. When they came back to us, there was a little lead time, a little give and take with Dynagy of what we wanted and okay. what the letter should look like, and we sent the letter over here. We sent the credit card, uh, the gift card notice over here. Okay. Uh, so I did not see that at all. So apparently that was handled by our former administrator. Probably. I mean, we we send them out, and 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 truthfully, I can't tell you if Delhi's administrator, Reddings or Unions even said, "Okay, do it. This is okay." I mean, gotcha. I wouldn't I wouldn't get too gotcha. uptight about <clears throat> that. Um, so Duke will not put a credit on the bill. So their system does not work like that. We even looked at trying to reduce the rate of those folks. But it's impossible to re to know what that how that would work since there were summer months that they were reduced and then there would be other usage months. It would be just impossible to calculate it. The easiest thing we thought was let's just send these out and and get folks to uh, get folks their money as soon as possible and they can use these cards uh, because they're pretty convenient if you if you read the, through the letter. They're not super hard to understand. I know some people. Uh, there was one big error in that they stuck the card over the terms and conditions that showed that there was no fee to use the card. And we didn't see that initially because there was no card stuck to the letters that we were right. sent initially. So, but I'll get to that in one more second. The, there's a company that runs this program for these rebates for Dynagy, and I'll give you their number in one moment. Um, so we, folks, we hope folks would be able to conveniently use these cards and that would be the end of it. People, you know, in this day and age, you know, there's no more, there's no such thing as an honest mistake anymore. There's conspiracy theories, there's, <laughs> you know, scams, there's all this stuff. And, and people are right to be on their toes about this stuff in the energy industry because it's, there is rampant scams out there. Yeah. So, and you know what, we're getting calls every day from people, yeah. so it's clear that there are people out there <clears throat> oh, yeah. that are probably it, not very and, honest. And, and this, a lot of people, I think, perceive that this was maybe one of those deals and, and and that's and that's why you know we we hope that folks will call us and we can explain it to them and but there is a number there is a there is this company is called North Lane and I'll give you the number and I'll send it over to mr. Kellums tomorrow because I just got it about a half hour ago I didn't even know this this is the clearinghouse company that handles all the cards all the anything you want to do it's North Lane it's 877-483-3028. They can give you, if you spent your card, they can tell you that. They can, because it's all name and address and they have that all down. They can tell you the current balance on the card. You know, if it's 35 cents, you know, they you, somebody might just toss it. Uh, or they'll send you a check. So well, they will send a check. They will send you a check. Okay. So, so I, I spoke with them a couple hours ago, and they told me that 
if somebody you know because we have sometimes we have folks that you know get these cards and and so so I someone had indicated to me that there's an expiration date on the cards I don't know that there is I, I, that and I, I didn't need just because I didn't read it and that's entirely possible I think it's Ju June or July it's July yeah so so at the end of June what I'll do is I'll get a report from them okay and say okay and then if push comes to shove I'll say write them all a check so we'll, we'll if people don't want to you know attack this thing on their own or call on their own I'll, I'll make sure that okay perfect we get settled so um, does uh let's see yeah I think that's a, that's all I have hopefully that clears some stuff some things up so if there's any questions I'd love to answer yeah, I think I think the big problem is again we get so many calls constantly we get people knocking on our doors constantly to, to uh to switch to a different source and I think so it's kind of confusing for these people for a lot of people when they especially when they don't see that there's no fee underneath because this card stuck to it and uh, or if they don't read all the way down in the letter yep. and so we've had a lot of people raise some questions about it and I think it would probably be good for us to get this uh, Tracy could get this on our website uh, on the front page I'll put something together for you tomorrow and so something you can put up so okay. to make sure people understand and to make sure that if they call somebody they call <laughs> us because that's our job is to protect the residents from sure. all this stuff and make sure that we're an advocate for them just like we are for this board and and I'll make sure that not one person doesn't get their money it's, it's when did the cards come out so they were mailed between the 15th of January and the 31st and they were mailed in waves and I'm not sure actually how that was because there were four communities I don't know if they just took everybody's name alphabetically and sent them all out or, or if they took them out by community, I don't really have that information. The guy didn't. The guy I talked to today didn't have that kind of information for me. But they were sent out in the last two weeks, essentially. Yeah. Thanks for coming in to talk about this. I had reached out to Mr. Kellams yesterday too to see if he might be able to arrange for you or someone to come out yeah. here. So I'm glad he no and Mr. Weedman were able to coordinate on that with you today. Um, and, and it's good to explain this. Social media and the townships lighting up over this because a lot of people are complaining they got this and they thought it was a a bait-and-switch or slam type scam to try to get them to change I see that and, and I have to say from the card I got too it came in an envelope labeled from Dynagy the cards got an expiration date on it and most of the cards people got show that the balance on the card is zero correct know, which again makes it look like a scam and so people were concerned that they might have to sign up for this card there's the notice on there about the fee and as you said the part about there not being a fee is kind of hidden away so yeah. it's been very confusing it was really hidden <laughs> It was hidden under the yeah, card, yeah, and, and I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Right, and and so my my concern, and you've addressed that already, is what happens when some of these cards have gotten thrown away, or they go past the expiration date, and people have tossed them out. And if you're going to be monitoring the list to make sure once the cards expire, checks go out proactively, even if somebody doesn't call, I would suggest doing that. Um, then that way, people will be. be if we if if we're allowed to do that, I'm going to make them do it. I'm, I'm certain that we will be. Yeah. Um, but the the. The th the, I had the same question you did. I said, you know, somebody called our office and said, well, it has zero balance on it. And I called somebody. And I was like, well, how, how does that work? They said, well, you have to activate it to see the balance. Otherwise, it'd be like sending out cash. It's true. I think in hindsight, just sending checks probably would have been the best approach. I think I don't know what the number is from from uh, from a cost perspective for Dynagy. And when they presented their program. You know, we've never had this happen before, and nobody objected. You know, so I, I'm not. I, 
I mean, hindsight now being 2020, I think we'll probably take a different tact next time it, if this ever happens, which I can't believe it would again. Will you be able to actively monitor that rate changes go through when they're supposed to in the future? We, we can monitor them changes. now. The problem is, is we don't get the information ourselves for 60 days. So what happens is, since the utility is in charge of all the credit, we don't get any information until it's the meter's read, it's billed, and then the bill's either paid or not paid. Mm -hmm. So there's like a 60, so it's really 90 days because you've used 30 days of energy. They send the bill out, then you have 30 days to pay it, then they take their time paying us, and we don't see the, the number for almost 90 days. So it wouldn't have helped if we were looking at our material this time, mm -hmm. but it's certainly going to help us to understand that next time we're going to make that phone call and say, hey, is this, where are we on this? Because we have access to the utility also to see that. And, and, but we don't, it's just, it's just something that's never occurred before. And I don't sure. think there was any malice in that they did that. I just think it was just a, it was, they, somebody just screwed up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's great news that, that it, on the back end of it, come June or July, that you'll be able to, you and Dinah, you'll be able to track. And then this, this uh, was it Northmark Group, I think it was? It's North, North, North Lake. North Lake. North Lake. I thought it was North Lake, but it's uh, North Lake. We'll be Lane. able to, to track and see, you know, who's redeemed their cards, which have gone, you know, unactivated or what have you, and condition yeah. checks. Because I would, I would be almost positive that either I or my husband probably threw ours out because, to be honest with you, thanks to the benefit of the aggregation program that Sycamore Township yeah. has, when we get those unsolicited offers, we don't even open them. Yeah, <laughs> we just toss them. It. We yeah. don't even open them. I get it. Which I'm sure yeah. there probably a lot of folks did. So, you know, it, it, it's good to know that, that, that hopefully at the end, A, that there's, there's, there's nothing nefarious in activating the cards, yeah. but that at the end of the day, um, there'll be some tracking that, that you might be able to make whole some of those folks yeah. that, that so I don't, probably I, did what we did. <laughs> I, you know, and I don't know what I'm going to be able to do come June or July if people don't cash the check. Right. You know, I, I mean, right. I you mean do. after the check is yeah, if, if, they, if, if they a subsequent check, check is sent, I mean, there's know, nothing you can do. There's about nothing it. you can do about you that. Know, that's, there's I nothing mean, you can do about that. I don't think Dynasty should get to keep the money. Well, state law actually governs what has to happen then. I think it has to be paid into an unclaimed. It, it probably does. It does go into an unclaimed fund. Yeah. yeah, so that won't be our deal. That'll be North Lane's deal at that point. I know I downloaded the North Lane app and mm -hmm. put my card number in, and it told me how much was on the card. Nice. Good. Nice. Okay. Any other questions? Figure that out. No, but thank you for coming in. <laughs> it was on the paperwork it. that came with the card. Oh. <laughs> you read it, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're Which is probably 17 more steps than you can't be expected to have to read that stuff. <laughs> Dan, thanks, buddy. No problem. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Okay, the next item on the agenda, um, we are going to go into executive session to adjourn. Uh, we, uh, I'm going to make a motion to adjourn into executive session with Township <coughs> Law Director as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22G1 to consider the employment of a public employee or official and as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22G3 to discuss pending and imminent litigation. We have a second. I'll second that. Motion a second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Ms. Schwigman? Aye. Mr. Weedman, do you want back there? Everybody? Um, let's see. Uh, 
we need the chief also. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
Okay, we are back from executive session at 810. Mr. Porter, can you do the roll, please? Mr. James? I'm here. Mr. Weedman? Present. Mr. Schwerman? Here. Okay, um, next item on the agenda is approval of minutes from January 18th public hearing. Do we have a motion? I move that we approve the minutes from the January 18th, 2022 public hearing. I'll yep. second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Any corrections? Mr. Porter? Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Aye. Next item is the uh, the approval of minutes from the uh, trustee meeting on April, uh, excuse me, on January 18th. Do we have a motion? I move we approve the January 18th, 2022 trustees meeting minutes. Uh, I second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Any corrections? Mr. Porter? Uh, Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Ms. Schwerman? Aye. Okay. Next item on the agenda is public comments. Do we have any? Uh, no, sir. No one's on yet. Okay. Next item is. Next item on the agenda is uh, um, the Sheriff Patrol report. Sergeant. We have nothing major to report this week. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck around for that. Yeah, no, right? I must have something big. No. I could have given that report for you. For fortunately, no, nothing big. Thank you. Good night. You could have left us a post-it note or something. <laughs> Any questions? Next item on the agenda, EMS and fire report. Chief. I just got a, um email from... Uh, Kevin Robbins at 5 o'clock today that he has completed the drawings for the HVA system up north and he's requesting to meet with Tracy and myself and Tim to go over the drawings and continue on so I'll get with you tomorrow all right on that so that's that's a good thing um, the other thing is um, I did the final audit for the CARES Act money that uh, we used in 2021 and um, we overspent by $23 so 
we uh, I was able to balance that audit and it came out to zero as far as they're concerned. What so was the total on that, Chief? You know, like he, he said in the public <laughs> meeting. <laughs> well, like we, we had one invoice that was over 23, so I just reported how much we spent because they don't care if we overspend. As long, if we underspend, then we have to give it back to them. So what did we get in CARES money? That was, uh, gosh, what was that, a million, million is something. I can't remember. It was back in tw it was May of two years ago. Yeah, May of 21. Uh, it was like a hundred or um, one point three million or something like that. I, I can I can email you the exact number. I got it on my computer, <clears throat> but uh, we we had to do quarterly audits, and uh, the final one was the big one because it had to had to pan out. So it did. So uh, the other thing I have is that um, we have a data collection audit that we have to partake in <coughs> for Medicare that's for the whole year of 2022 and we have to do our report in May of 2023 and this is a 46 page report of description of what they need and it goes everywhere <coughs> from uh, reporting run volume the organization how it's set up uh, staffing cost facility cost vehicle cost equipment and supply cost and revenue and everything has to be broke down it's going to be very labor-intensive I've got three or four of us working on it and I'm creating a database now to record every every invoice every cost that we do that that's toward this so when we get ready to report it we can itemize it out to how we do it that's good and I can't not to bring up a sore subject but I can't thank you enough for going back to bucks because bucks will allow me to itemize this stuff out the way we needed that I would have never got out UAN. The reason why, because of that, because UAN used two <coughs> generic of account titles, so you can't you can't go in and look at gotcha. certain certain accounts by how you spend it. So with Bucks, I'll be able to do that, and this is going to be a, a year-long function, so it's going to be quite in depth. And if we don't if we don't do it, then we lose. A percentage of Medicare money so we'll okay. get it done good that's all I have okay any questions roads and maintenance recreation report along the roads the large view Plainfield public can project continues uh, they're continuing to uh, they actually have half the water main in it is capped and charged with water they're doing a pressure test on that and moving on and putting uh, the main in on the other half. So at this rate, uh, we'll be ready to go uh, full construction in the spring <coughs> so as, Great. The, so as the weather changes. Other than that, our guys are getting ready for Thursday. <laughs> They're coming. all excited about no <laughs> sleep for two days. And <laughs> <laughs> so we will be working in 12-hour shifts because okay. it seems like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think it is. Will we be able to pre-treat it all with the current forecast? Nope. No, with all the rain first. It's going to get too much rain. Yep. So the <coughs> problem is going to be we're expecting ice first, yep. which always makes it a bear to clean the streets. We're, we're but they'll handle it. They'll do a good job as always. Okay. Anything on recreation? No. Okay. Uh, any questions? Planning and zoning. Okay. 
Uh, I'll try and be brief tonight. Uh, we do have uh, one public nuisance resolution. Uh, this is for uh, 11903 4th Avenue. I'm going to show you some pictures real quick. Uh, this was uh, uh, this was generated from uh, neighborhood complaints. Uh, the uh, whether it's a owner occupied or rental is is unknown. And we did not receive any response from uh, from the property owner, um, but uh, essentially it's it's the front yard, side yard, rear yard. We have a lot of junk trash uh, and, and debris on this site. Uh, so, unless there's any questions about these pictures, uh, I'd like to read the resolution to you. So I have a resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 11903 4th Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45249. I move that we approve the resolution which was just introduced. I'll second that. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Uh, Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Schwager. Aye. Is that it? Uh, just, just some very quick updates for you. Uh, we'll be brief. We do have a zoning commission meeting uh, on the 14th of this month. Uh, that is going to be for uh, Tire Discounter uh, on Kenwood Road. Tire Discounter bought the uh, Graders location, uh, the old Graders <coughs> location. They plan, or they're proposing to consolidate that site. Um, raise both buildings and develop a, uh, an entirely new uh, building on that site. So this will be coming in front of Zoning Commission. Uh, that is a PUD2, so it will be in front of this board uh, at a later date. Okay. Uh, the only other thing I have is just a very brief update on Reading Road. Um, <coughs> the, uh, both properties, the, the Drake and the Carousel, have been secured uh, by uh, uh, contractors for the port. Um, you know, the uh, the buildings themselves have, have been very well secured, boarded up. Um, There's still, I mean, there there there's certainly pedestrian access to the site still. Uh, but say, is that it? <laughs> yeah. Is that, well, is that it? yeah, they did. They did a. The, the a, building a, looks good. They did a better job on on some areas than others. Um, it, it's my understanding that they've worked out an agreement with uh, the sheriff's department uh, that there's going to be regular patrols in the area. Uh, if there is any damage to uh, uh, their uh, their plywood, they'll 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 send crews out um, you know, to take care of that. But you know uh, they they've blocked vehicular uh, access through through the you know the actual driveways to try and you know limit any any dumping uh, while they go through their environmental approvals to uh, you know to do demo. Uh, no updates on a on a date for that. This is the rear of the the Drake, uh, next to the um, next to the office. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so the office actually owns the parking lot, uh, so that's been cleaned up, and then just the back of the Drake's been been blocked off. So, um, so that's all I have on that. And unless there's any questions for me, that's all I have for tonight. Any questions? I've noticed construction has uh, picked up dramatically on Googler Mill Road with the new houses. Uh, do you have any update from the developer on what's going on there? Uh, 
They are they are trying to, um, to develop the first site. They've started offloading um, equipment. Uh, we're having some issues with them right now. Um, trying to offload equipment onto the roadway, pulling you know pulling mud and um, you know debris off their side onto onto our new pavement. Um, they've been admonished for that, <laughs> um, and uh, they're they're going to have to put you know better measures in place. You know whether they have a you know a gravel and a cleaning station. You know I, I don't know, but it's it's not going to be tolerated. Yeah, we have a lot of money in that road. They yeah, absolutely yes, they cannot go on. Yep. Uh, there was a concern from the from the developer about uh, you know the placement of sidewalks. But that's a that's a county subdivision regulation that they, you know, uh, the developer submitted and agreed to. So, um, you know, the sidewalk's going to go where where they have pr proposed that it would go, and county approved. Yep. So, and it's a it's a standard subdivision detail for the county. So, um, it's it's designed to to county spec. So that's all I have. Thanks. Okay. Any other questions? Law director report. I have nothing to report. Okay. Thank you. Uh, administrator report, Mr. Kellams. First thing I want to talk about was uh, when we went to uh, Columbus for the OTA, uh, heard a lot about ARP funds, and there is uh, uh, now a new ruling that you can claim $10 million in loss of revenue uh, without documentation uh, obviously there's been a lot in a lot of smaller townships that aren't going to have ten million dollars of loss of revenue but uh, that's what you're allowed to claim and that uh, those funds can basically be used for anything now except paying off loans and interest other than that it's uh, anything to do with government services so that, that is good news because at first Nobody was clear on what you could use it for, and so that's why it's just been sitting. And we're looking at about 2.1 million in the so two tranches, aren't we? Rest in terms of the payments. Yes. We'll be getting for that. That's correct. Money. Not 10 million, unfortunately. But no, not. <laughs> yeah. But 2.1 is good. So that's all good news because. Uh, the OTA put out a couple of sample resolutions. Yes. They recommend. I think they just came out within the last day or two. They just came out, yeah, today. So what happens I, I did an opinion letter on the subject today, but there's, yeah, you need to put in the resolution that you're claiming the standard allowance, the $10 okay. million, dollars, mm -hmm. and then you can replace any government um, services with that, whatever you get. Okay. Yeah. So, so we may want to April, though, right? Well, no, the rule goes into effect April 1st, but they're not, there's going to be a look back. So if you do it before then, they're not going to. Um, <coughs> Yeah, so that that original resolution can be done now, right? Uh, and yep. then, as you spend money, you would do another resolution every time you spend. Okay, so we probably need to get that for the next meeting. Yes. <coughs> this is the American do Rescue Fund. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, do you want Mr. Barbier to put that yes. together for the next meeting? Yeah. I will. And just for the record, but for being able to claim a deemed loss of up to $10 million, we really haven't had a true re revenue loss. One of our chance we Yeah. 
but but for the most part, we've done pretty well, which we has been a little well. surprising. But yeah. we also have expo potential exposure on refunds and things like that. So oh, sure. Yeah. So the net number we don't really know yet. Yeah. yeah, it's been better than we all expected going in. Absolutely. Yeah, we were about a hundred and forty thousand low on EMS revenue mm -hmm. from COVID. Yeah. All in all, that's not bad. That's right. <clears throat> okay, next, uh, as you can see, I have uh, Parks Advisory Committee and Citizen Finance Committee on here. <coughs> I wanted to put them all both on here uh, because I just have a feeling that they're, these are supposed to be trustee advisory committees, and I feel that they're kind of going off on their own direction uh, and uh, not exactly being an advisory committee to the trustees so i want to bring this to you i know i sent an email around uh, that you all saw about some emails that went out uh you know i think uh, that the one of the committees especially let's start with the parks committee does not seem to be functioning well emails going around that are slanderous towards employees and trustees along with other board members and i don't think that should be tolerated we would not put up with that from one of our employees and if you're on a committee <coughs> representing this township I don't think that's the way that you should be acting and talking to our employees uh, you know the uh, chairperson is Jason Petty who is our public uh, parks and public spaces supervisor uh, this all came around with people being mad about the agenda he is the chairperson he is the one that established the agenda uh, he sent out an email that there wasn't an agenda and got all kinds of flack back and uh, you saw some of the responses. So uh, I just think that uh, we may want to talk about this, but I think this committee is not doing exactly what we pictured a committee to do. I mean, we don't need a committee that tells us every step we need to take and what maintenance we need to do in, in the parks and on all. We know what maintenance we need to do. You know, I think uh, we need more for, we're really what we need is like a special events committee. You know, that's what we basically had with our other park committee. You know, they helped with the festival. They helped with 5K run when we did that. They helped with uh, the uh, car show, Luminaria. Uh, you're you know, talking about active people, participation. We need people with active participation who are willing to help, not just ideas. So uh, that's my opinion. Well, we put together the Parks Committee to generate ideas from the volunteers on the committee. They're, they're not, I will point out, they're not there to represent the township to others. They are there to be members of the township providing ideas to us. And we've had good and mo bad moments we've seen in that. I think the committee has come up with some good ideas in doing some things last year with the movies in the park activities, some of the uh, concerts we had, some committee members were instrumental in making those things happen. Exactly, that special Petty. events, exactly. Yeah, so <coughs> re-envisioning how the committee works isn't necessarily a bad idea, I, I would agree. Um, there's drama on every committee, I guess. I know the uh, recent uh, email you're talking about, I think, concerned that I understand there had been a practice where Mr. Petty would ask the committee members if they had anything for the agenda, and apparently, for whatever reason, they didn't happen this time. I know Mr. Petty works really hard, though, for what he's doing with the committee, too, and for our parks, and does a very good job. So, yeah, maybe moving toward a special events uh, thing 
maybe workable. I, I don't know. Um, the important thing is to get the advice in and to get input from residents and from people who have a passion for parks and, and recreation activities who can come up with some ideas we don't come up with on our own. Absolutely. So, yeah, and Mr. Petty has interviewed several more people that he's very excited about also. Yeah. So that, that's something to consider. I don't know if that's something the board wants to take action on right away, but it's good for you to put it on everybody's radar and maybe we can hear from some of the members of the committee or Mr. Petty about a vision for making it work better. Do you guys have thoughts as to that? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I think that um, at, through the, from the advice of uh, Jason, I think that we need to dissolve the group. Um, I ask uh, our law director to pr prepare a resolution uh, dissolving the group tonight and uh, for, our re for our consideration. And I think that um, I think it would be much better to have, uh, uh, I would certainly like to thank everybody who served on that park advisory committee. And I think we should send them a letter thanking them for their service and encouraging them to apply to the new group, which is, which is a, uh, uh, an events, more of an events-driven uh, committee. And um, uh, let Jason interview those people and try to put together what he thinks is the best group to, uh, uh, to, um, uh, to move forward. So. And some of this could have been our fault. Maybe we didn't give proper direction. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think from my perspective, um, a couple of comments. Number one, I, I think community involvement is good and it's important. I just served on a township committee for the last few years. Um, it was an honor and privilege to do so, and I think that anyone that serves on or is asked to serve uh, or invited to serve on one of our township committees uh, should consider it as such, and I think there should be a minimum standard of conduct, conduct that um, folks should be expected to treat one another, fellow committee members, with respect. They should be expected to treat staff members that are supervising that committee with a level of respect. Um, I think they should be committed to working in a collaborative fashion with their fellow committee members. I think those are some very m minimal thresholds that um, co committee members, appointed committee members who are representing the township should be expected <coughs> to uphold. Again, it's an honor and a privilege to serve. Um, and I think it's, I think community involvement is great, but I think those are some, some very minimal, minimum qualifications that and, and, and commitments that committee members should should be making. Um, number two, I, I think to your point, Tracy and Mr. Kellams, that um, perhaps some of it is on us, that if, if we're not providing good good guidance and focus and, and giving that, the, that committee um, some good direction on where to focus their comments, input, and effort, things can go awry. So some of that may be on us as a township to make certain that we are, are, are structuring those committees in a fashion that they can be productive and can contribute uh, in a valuable <coughs> fashion towards advancing the township. Um, so it, you know, it sounds to me like there's, I don't know, if, uh, Tom, did I, did I hear a motion to, to dissolve and reconstitute? Uh, uh, you haven't, but uh, I, will make, I will make a motion to do so. And I think uh, um, our law director has a resolution yeah, stating such. Tracy, do you have a resolution? <clears throat> I do not. I, I think I have a copy here. <coughs> this is resolution, a resolution to dissolve the Sycamore Township Parks Advisory Committee. That's the title. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll make a motion to approve. I'll second that. Any further discussion? 
Yeah, this is a bit of a surprise, unnecessarily so, especially if you had requested a resolution be drafted. I'd like to read it, frankly, before we vote on this thing. Looks short, so that shouldn't take very long. I'd appreciate it if things like this would be distributed in advance and there'd be some alert from the administrator, as has been past practice, as to when things like this are going to come up. We certainly don't need to rush through this either. So I'll take a moment to read this. While he's reading, one thing I would like to say about committees is there's been a push lately um, by the courts to apply the Sunshine Laws to these committees. So if you have committees that are not being, um, and the meetings are not being attended by trustees or they're acting more on their own away from the trustees, there's more of a chance that the Sunshine Law is going to be violated. There's a case in our Court of Appeals here in the First District right now where a trial court judge said that a committee had violated the um, open meetings law by not posting <coughs> notice of their meetings and not having minutes, when all they were really doing was they were formed to be an advisory committee. They weren't supposed to make any decisions. They didn't, in fact, make any decisions, which should not have seemed like they were a deliberative body. But the trial court judge at least said that they were violating the Sunshine Law. So that's a risk that needs to be taken. And if these committees are created in the future, it needs to be care they need to be carefully advised that they have to comply with the Sunshine Law. That's been the uh, cause of some of the friction, I think, in this. Parks Committee actually also has disagreements over that. We've had discussions in our prior meetings in the fall about that. Some of the members have been vocal about wanting to follow those rules, and others uh, haven't, I think. So, well, we'll yeah. know yeah. Um, pretty soon what the um, first appellate district has to say about it. But mm -hmm. right now, that's something you'd be careful about. Mm -hmm. <coughs> well, I would just yeah, we out. have been following those. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, the committee's been making the practice to try to do that, certainly. There have been meeting times changed, but there have been no given even as to that. Correct. And, and Mr. Desai addressed that in the meeting that we've been compliant with what the law required as to that uh, previously. Well, without a replacement plan in place, my view is I don't think we need to hurry through this. So I, I don't know that it's something we need to adopt tonight, frankly. Uh, and I, I think we should look at getting the replacement plan for the committee in place, too. There's not a meeting scheduled for this month, if I understand right, is there, Mr. Kelly? There is not. So there again, there's there's not a rush. There's a little bit of time for consideration for this and to get some public input. So my recommendation would be to wait. But if you want to bring it to a vote, that's your prerogative as chairman. Okay. Any other any other comments? Um, look, I think we all we all received the uh, the e uh, copies of the emails that were going around from at least one board member, uh, one uh, committee member, and quite frankly, if that was my employee, I would terminate them on the spot. And so uh, I think this is a, a, an opportunity for a fresh outlook on this, I think is important for, for the township. And so uh, I, I do support the resolution. So if there's, nothing, if there's no other questions or comments, uh, Mr. Porter, will you take the roll, please? Mr. James? I'm not in a hurry, so I'm going to vote no. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Ms. Schwager? Aye. Okay. And the other one is the Citizen Finance Committee. Uh, Mr. J. 
James has been to the meetings lately. Uh, I wasn't at them uh, last year. Obviously, Mr. Pork was the one running those meetings. Uh, that is supposed to also be a <coughs> citizen, a, uh, <coughs> a trustee advisory committee of residents. So, uh, you know, I just had some questions about that as, as far as uh, the way they're heading. And, uh, you know, my, my opinion all along has been, I think it's a, a great committee to have, but I think it should be more along advising trustees on things such as bonds, levies, TIFs, jets, special projects, not as much reviewing month-to-month -month finances and looking over the fiscal office's shoulder. But that's my opinion, and I wanted to bring that to you also. Pardon my voice, but <clears throat> I was doing a lot of screaming. So. <laughs> yeah. At the Bengals game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing it. Yeah. The, the committee has been looking at those things, is my understanding, in the past, though, and has it uh, on their planned agenda for this year to continue looking at those things. Is that incorrect? Which things? Uh, advising as to, to bonds, as to investment policies, which they made a recommendation, which Mr. Porter agreed with, yes, and we made yes, a change as to that, for example. They have plans to look at our TIFs and to uh, advise us as to recommendations as to those going forward to assist in uh, analyzing proposed new TIFs or modifications to TIFs, one of which I understand will be coming before us pretty soon if that developer moves ahead with whatever it is they mm -hmm. want to propose now. So I think the committee uh, is very helpful as to that. It's composed of professionals who, as you heard one of them noted uh, the other day, he didn't even vote in the last election. I don't think he knew who was running. That's not his concern. He's there to assist his township with finances. So it's certainly not a political body by any means. I hope Mr. Porter has found it helpful. I know he had been attending many of the meetings, although he was not at the last one. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's useful for them to continue on. If we want to have them you know, come in and we have a discussion with them in a meeting as to ideas for them going forward and how they can be helpful, I think that's certainly a good thing. But are sure. you proposing disbanding? I think Mr. Porter should be more involved in the committee also, myself. I think he should too. Mr. Porter, any comments? Well, as I think the board knows, I was not for the, uh, the committee at, in the very beginning, I was against it. I think it was constituted for a very specific purpose, which they uh, they achieved, and then uh, I, I, you know, when they were being uh, developed, I uh, asked around at various uh, other communities. Did they have one? Most of them did not. And the ones that did have have them said they were constituted to advise the board on whether or not that a levy made sense or not. Um, as fiscal officer, I'm audited every year by the state auditor, and I think it really makes it a burden on, uh, on the fiscal officer really to have to answer to more than one auditor and that's what kind of how I uh, viewed them as operating it's like a second auditor on what I did so uh, I was never for it I, I tried to cooperate and tried to uh, make the best of the situation that I wasn't for in the beginning so uh, 
and uh, you know, I, I think it, it, and it, I think it was constituted for political purposes. If, uh, if you want to keep it, I would recommend that uh, maybe be re reconstituted with maybe a different makeup. But uh, that's up to up to the board. Well, I think some of my, you know, I'll go back to what I said as it relates to the parks uh, <coughs> discussion. You know, I, I think I think these these committees are great, and I think that the citizen involvement can can bring a lot of outside expertise on specific topics. When Absolutely. when there is good guidance and direction as far as what we as a township are asking them to do, and I, I'm not certain we have that with the finance committee currently. Um, I'm not sure that we have you know a good direction. I'm not sure they're getting good direction from the from the township. On a very focused, whether it's one, whether it's one area of focus or multiple areas of focus on what exactly it is that we want them to do, um, and what they can help us with. If they're if they're doing duplicative things that are already being done by others, then you know, I don't I don't know that that's the best use of their time, and maybe that's not the right expertise that we need. Um, I think that there is great value in citizen participation. I've served on the committees, and I think we benefited from. Uh, Mr. Miller's expertise in keeping us focused on what our what our end goal and objective was, what our product, what our outcome was, you know, what the desired outcome was. We didn't agree always along the way. We had robust discussion. We treated one another with respect, but we knew why we were gathered and what what we were to be working towards. <coughs> and I get the sense that some of these are just sort of ad hoc groups that get together and decide what they're going to talk about without a great deal of focus. And I think. Some of that is incumbent on us as a township to provide some good focus, so that these town, so that these committees can provide us with some real value, a real value valued product at the end of the day. Um, and I don't know that that's what we've got right now. That concerns me. May I ask what what do you base that opinion on? You haven't been to a finance committee meeting, have you? Is this based on what you've been told by Mr. Porter, who just likes? No, the not at all. No, not at all. I think when I when I'm getting, I've gotten calls from from folks on the finance committee they have called me um, I have watched some of the reports that they have provided um, and I don't know that they're not you know, maybe they're helpful maybe they're not but they some of them seem duplicative to me you know that that, that those that is work that's being done by others um, they're setting their own I don't mean to put you on the spot but who <laughs> Staff. Well, staff. I mean, if, if we're and and and, and if, we're, if we're having an audit already, and now we want to re-audit, um, if we have staff that are producing financial reports that are that are being vetted not only by our fiscal officer and then ultimately by we as trustees that are that are looking at checks that are going out, and then ultimately things are audited at the end of the, you know, and at, at the end of the period, then I'm not sure that we need yet another group of of five to. To do that again, I, I think there. I think the group's activities could be better focused on on um, meaningful activities that are additive to what we do, not necessarily duplicative. If that helps. Yeah, I, and, and frankly, they're setting their agenda. The trustees are not setting the agenda. That's I correct. mean, I've been to um, several meetings, and the chairman Chris sets the agenda. And they vote on it, and they they decide that that's what their agenda is going to be. Mm -hmm. You guys aren't setting their agenda. We are not giving we give we are not giving them any guidance as it relates right. to an agenda. That's correct. I mean that's and that's that's, that's that will need to change. And I think, I mean, you guys know what my opinion was. Their agenda was to uh, 
pr provide cover for switching the accounting system, and they very effectively did that. But that's why I, w I knew that was what they were going to do from the beginning. You're, you're incorrect, but I know that's your opinion. Well, I'm, what we have here... That, that's also my opinion. I, I understand that. What we have here is a group of very capable <coughs> professional residents who have an interest in the township, who want to assist us in what we're doing and keep an eye on what we're doing for the residents and to keep an eye on Mr. Porter and our staff as to what's going. They've made some valuable recommendations. They have others to make. For You can laugh, Mr. Whedon. Why don't you go to one of their meetings? Yes. So, I, I don't need to go because the recommendation was we switch to, to UAN, and that wasn't a very valuable that was contribution. one of the many recommendations yeah. they've made. They've also recommended that in moving back to Bucks, we should make sure we have some of the audit controls in place that we didn't have before. <coughs> because it is a bad idea to allow department heads to be able to create vendors in a system, for example, because that opens the system up to potential fraud. It's just not a good practice. They can make some recommendations as to that. These are financial professionals, CFOs and so forth, who can offer us that input, make recommendations, and keep an eye on us and help us keep an eye on our staff and on Mr. Porter and him on us. We three have a fiduciary duty to make sure the township money is being managed and spent properly and kept secure and that the taxpayers aren't being shafted somehow here in that process. Have we? Do we have a record that they have been? Yeah. We don't. Have they? But we don't have a record they haven't been is the thing. It's useful to have extra eyes on that because it keeps us accountable too. You know, it... <laughs> Scooby-Doo's coming to mind for some reason with someone saying, you know, I would have gotten away with it except for those meddling kids. Well, the Finance Committee perhaps is our meddling kids. It's, sorry, a weird thought. Uh, yes, sir. What, what is the matter with having some capable professional residents looking at what's going on? And what is the burden to us in having that happen and encouraging them to do it? as opposed to the benefit to the township overall in having some extra accountability there to look at what's going on because we are a massive financial operation. Tens of millions of dollars moving through this township. And I think, I think that committee could bring some real value in some of those areas. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Then let's not slash their throats. Let's think, give them some guidance. I think we should. And I think some of that guidance should come from whoever our new township administrator is and what mm -hmm. his what he, what he or she deems might be additive and, and and would be valuable assistance. Why not let the committee um, roll along until then and then let them meet with the new administrator and let's see what happens. Well, if they're not, if there's nobody guiding them, then they're they're making their own agenda and they're they're running staff around. Their chairman has run larger operations than our township is in the past. Yeah, but why so why didn't why doesn't he run for trustee or uh, because he's or not politically motivated. He just wants to keep an I eye will. on the taxpayer dollars. So I'm, I'd like to just weigh in on this because I have not had an opportunity to speak yet on this issue, and that is um, it's it's very it's very uh, public knowledge that I voted no for this group. I voted no for multiple reasons. Number one, um, <clears throat> I did think it was a political group. And during, during the uh, discussion about forming the Citizen Finance Committee, it was suggested by you, Mr. James, that we should not have political appointments to these types of committees. And um, so, A, I think we did have political appointments to this committee, number one. Who? Um, well, Mr. Ginn, number one. Mr. Ginn, you, you, you started out by saying we should have residents on this committee. Mr. Ginn has been a resident of Broward County, Florida since 1993. 
1993 started voting in Broward County. He is not a legal resident of Sycamore Township, but he's on our committee. And I don't know if that's, if that's because he gave you a contribution of $9,068 to your campaign, and he gave um, uh, $5,750 to Mr. LaBarbera, and you were the two that made a decision to put him on. I don't really know if that's true or that's not true. That's but not it looks, true. It's but because it, he's the treasurer of the Sturbridge Homeowners Let me finish. He made an accusation Let here. me finish. Let me finish. You go right I don't ahead, know if it's boy. true or it's not true, but the fact of the matter, it doesn't look good when you had suggested that, they were that we did not want political appointments to this board. It did not look good. But he's not even a resident of Sycamore Township, and we have him as one of five members on our resident finance committee that's made up of three people from Sturbridge. Let me finish. Three people from Sturbridge, one per another person from, the, from Kenwood, and one other person from the north. And one of the things I said when this committee was formed was, why are we rushing to judgment so quick? I want equal distribution of representation in our township. 40% of our residents live in Dillonville, yet we have nobody on that finance committee from Dillonville, and we have three people from one neighborhood on this committee. So I, I just, uh, the, the question of a, you wanting sit, uh, residents, and we have at least one person that's not a resident. Number two, you don't want things, any political appointments, when it's certainly, if, look, that's $15,000. If that isn't a political appointment, I can't figure out how to define a political appointment. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Because it doesn't look good. It, when we talk about transparency, it doesn't look good to our residents when we're putting guys like this who aren't even residents on a resident committee. Okay? So my recommendation, and I ask our law director to uh, draw up a resolution to, um, to dissolve the, the Citizen Finance Committee. I think a Citizen Finance Committee is great. I think we should have one. I think we should have good, solid, distribution of representation on that board. My recommendation would be that we have two from Kenwood, two from the North, two from Dillonvale as a minimum of a board of seven, and Mr. Mr. Uh, our fiscal officer would be the chairman of this group. And um, so I, have, I do have, there was a resolution, and I'd be happy to have you take a look at it, because I just got that today, and I ask, uh, I ask our law director to draw it up. And um, it's going to be very simple because Section 1 is the same as the other, the other uh, um, committee. And um, uh, I would, I, I'm going to make a, 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 you can go ahead and look at it, and then I'll, I'll have Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Barbier read, read the resolution. Let me just note, Mr. Gann is a resident of the township. He's not a full-year resident of the township and doesn't vote here. He votes in Florida. But he spends about half the year here and half the year there. He's a volunteer with Indian Hill Schools as well. He owns a property in the Sturbridge neighborhood where he lives. He owns another property on Kenwood Road as well, uh, which family members reside in, and other properties in the township. It's ridiculous to keep saying he's not a resident. Also, when we set up the committee, the goal was to get the committee in place. And I recall your concern at the time about not having residents from Dillonvale on the committee. And I shared your concern, if you recall, and I encouraged you to use your very large email mailing list and contact list that you have to find some people from there to add them to the committee because it didn't need to be a fixed number of members as then constituted. And two years on, that still hasn't happened. So I'd love to have people from Dillonvale and from other parts of the township on the committee too. Just wanted to correct those things. So okay, and go I, ahead. And I'll read. So I, and I would I would recommend that uh, uh, that we 
advertise for a new citizen finance committee. I would recommend that the uh, the, tr the trustees develop the bylaws with the help of our law director. And um, uh, again, I think that the distribution of uh, representation throughout the township um, is important. I, I, I will make note that we um, we did have a uh, what we found in our former law uh, our, our former uh, administrators' files was a, an application to the um, to the uh, citizen finance committee by a uh, a female that lives in Dillonvale. But I never heard of it. I never heard that we ever got anything from anybody in Dillonvale. And the, and the point that you made during that meeting was if we have somebody from Dillonvale we'll put them on the committee well maybe there's some legitimacy to the fact that mr. Porter has suggested that this was a, a committee driven to do one simple thing and that was it and that was political and whether it is or it isn't I think for the record I think a citizen finance committee is important for our township I think we should reestablish one that has better representation that represents all of the areas of our township, not just one neighborhood. And so with that, Larry. The title of this resolution is a resolution to dissolve the Sycamore Township Finance Committee. I'll make a motion. I'd second that motion. I'd just like to, to remind folks that, that, that by dissolving these and, and once we reconstitute uh, these committees, which I think is very important, um, that those that have served previously are certainly welcome to reapply. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, there are members of those committees that undoubtedly will bring skills and abilities to the, the focus direction of these new committees. So I second that motion. I totally agree with that. All right. I will add, please send me that resume you got. I'd like to see that. Tonight, Mr. I Rogers. don't have it, but uh, oh. I think our, our administrator can get that for you. Great. Um, we were all at the Ohio Township Association conference last week going to different educational sessions and I don't know if any of you went to the uh, understanding the budget session it was kind of dry I think I went to it last time I was up there too but one of the things I pointed out this time like they point out every time is that there are very important duties that we as trustees have in addition to the fiscal officers duties in the township one of those duties is monitoring of the budget this is from the state auditor's office by the way they say who should review monthly financial reports trustees the Finance Committee, oh, I guess they do think people should have one, fiscal officer and department heads. Trustees should be reviewing that every month, though, and what we should be monitoring every month and monitoring the budget would be estimated revenues versus actual receipts, estimated resources versus appropriations, appropriations versus expenditures, outstanding purchase orders, contracts, and encumbrances, fund cash and unencumbered, fun, uh, sorry, unencumbered cash balances, we're supposed to be looking at line items and uh, all of these reports that we really weren't historically getting until we had a finance committee in place who was also looking at this and we had the other accounting system in place. So I hope going forward we're going to be having the opportunity to review these things because currently that doesn't really happen in these meetings. We get a stack of checks and a list of purchase orders, but until Mr. Warwick had formulated those reports we were getting comparing month to month, year over year, and so forth, and asking us to sign off on it, by the way, which I was typically signing off and returning to him, uh, we weren't getting that. So it is important that we get that, whether it's the Finance Committee helping us look at that or someone else. Mr. Porter, we need those reports every month. I hope that's going to be an agenda item going forward. So my comment is I think this is premature to dissolve the committee. Um, I think this is political in nature, and there's a lot of drama going on 
uh, when basically it comes down to we don't want those people looking at our books? Is that what it is? I, I hope that's yeah, not. I prefer I, I, that's definitely not yeah. the case. I think your accusations are baloney. I think we just got both got done saying we think a citizen finance committee is an important. And I'm happy to, to hear have. that. Absolutely. Well, you. I, we, this is the third time I said it here tonight, so I'm glad you're happy with that. But the fact of the matter is. We both said we think a citizen finance committee is important for our township. To, su to suggest that we, in your last comment, that we don't like people looking at the books is a bunch of baloney. Just you not the you, you know it. You know it. Just not I suspect your political appointments. I, you know. I suspect some of these folks will probably ultimately end up I agree. being on I a reconstituted committee. Totally agree. It would not surprise me in the least. Well, that's I, you know, I think that's great. That's promising. Any other discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James? No. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Ms. Schwick? Aye. Okay. Um, we have a resolution to transfer funds, reconcile, reconcile budgets and appropriations. <clears throat> so a resolution authorizing director to transfer funds to reconcile budgets and appropriations and dispensing with the second reading. So this is to transfer one million dollars from the central jeds fund to the fire fund this has already been appropriated but it has not been transferred okay we have a motion i move we approve the resolution as presented i will second that motion is second any further discussion mr yes. porter mr james aye mr weedman aye Ms. Schwimmer. aye okay Next item on the agenda is the uh, fiscal officer, officer report. Well, I have uh, purchase orders. Uh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Purchase over five thousand. You're correct. We so have the front. first, the first one I have here is uh, for street sweeper crosswind one duel. If you remember, we talked about this. This is something that we are doing of a joint purchase with Sims Township, and this is to Jack the Haney Company for $131,384.50, and this is coming out of the Duke TIF. Do you want to do these one Let's at a time? Let's do them all together. Okay. Read them up. second one I have here is to BPS heating and cooling, and this is a uh, for a Station 92 new furnace, Station 92, had a furnace go out. It was the last original one, so it's what, Chief, 29 years old, I think. No, yeah. So uh, we definitely got our money's worth out of this one. And this is to BPS heating cooling for $5,400. And this is coming out of the Sycamore Center TIF. And another one for uh, this is to Bramble Mower Service. This is for two mores for the maintenance department. This is also coming out of the Duke uh, TIF, and this is for $29,758. Is this a replacement piece of equipment, or is this a, a new piece of replacement. equipment? Replacement. Yes. Thank you. And then the last one is uh, for the Hamlet County Sheriff. This is for this year's contract comes out of their contracts, out of their fund, $2,300,000. Okay. We have a motion to approve. I move we approve purchase order numbers 22-187-192-193-194, and which are those that uh, Mr. Kellams just read. 
A second. Motion is second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Reed. Aye. Ms. Schwerer. Aye. Okay, now we have fiscal officer report. Yes, we had uh, cash receipts of $118,748.89. We had disbursements of $841,230.38. A complete listing of the uh, receipts and disbursements is available in the packet. Do we have a motion to approve? Motion to approve it. I'll second. Motion to second. Any further discussion? Mr. Porter. Uh, Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weaven? Aye. Ms. Schwerner? Aye. Okay, next item up is uh, trustee comments. Tracy? Um, I certainly want to thank our, our folks uh, in Mr. Kellum's department for their work the last snowfall and their impending work <laughs> tomorrow. Um, I will tell you with the snow last Friday, it was, it was interesting to watch some of our county and state roads not quite clear and my neighborhood was clear as a bell. So thank you to Mr. Kellums and his staff for their hard work. I'll pass um, that along. <laughs> much appreciated. Anything else? That's it. Okay. Um, I'll go next. The, the Ohio legislature in, uh, in uh, June of, two, of 1998 passed a uh, House Bill 652 declaring February 1st each year as Ohio Township Day in Ohio. So I want to wish all our staff and our residents a happy Township Day here today on February 1st. In Ohio, uh, there are 1,308 townships representing about 35% of the population in Ohio. Um, last week, many of us attended the o Ohio Township Association Conference in Columbus and along with some, uh, and, and uh, had some great breakout sessions. Uh, I think there were a lot of, uh, Mr. James had suggested he went to one on budget, so we had a lot of break great breakout sessions. Um, I participated along with Tracy, tr Trustee Tracy and Administrator Tracy. I got to get the <laughs> find these uh, in a legislative meeting in the, in the Capitol with the Southwest Ohio State Legislators, which allowed us to get an update, uh, some updated information on uh, on pending legisl legislation affecting townships in Ohio. Um, this afternoon at 4:30, I had a uh, call with the uh, with the um, um, uh, National Weather Service out of Wilmington. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the uh, board of, of the EMA Homeland Security and we get these briefings pretty regularly, but um, at 4.30 they were estimating there would be about two, two to three inches of snow tomorrow and about .29 inches of ice in Hamilton County overnight Wednesday and into Thursday. Um, they're also calling for high winds which makes above ground wires with ice especially vulnerable. Um, I did also speak with um, somebody at Duke today and they're anticipating outages all over Hamilton County tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night and into Thursday. They've called in 300 line workers and, and damage assessors to supplement the local crew in anticipation of some of the severe weather coming up. Um, hope everybody stays, stays home and hunkers down for the upcoming storm. Just a reminder that you should remove all cars from the street so our crew can uh, get an opportunity to clear the streets and that's all I have. Uh, I'll add a few things. Happy Township Day as Mr. Weedman said. Um, Politics and different opinions can some, uh, sometimes cause people to get testy or have heated disagreements over things. I do want the public to know that we're all in our own way working for what we think is best for the township. We don't always agree on what needs to happen, but in the end we all work for you. We'd like to hear from any of you out there. Um, let us know what you think as to what's going on in the township uh, and how we can work better for you. 
Tracy, thanks to your snow crew the other day for the surprise work they had to do and for the <coughs> onslaught they're going flurries. to have in a few days. Yeah, yeah Tom gave us <laughs> the weather three forecast inches here. of flurries that yeah. we had last Friday. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> big, really big fat flurries. Yeah. yeah, so they do a great job, as everyone said here. Um, I'd like to thank the members of the Parks Advisory Committee and of the uh, Citizens Finance Committee for the work you've done and hopefully will apply to continue to do. Um, I look forward to your advice, uh, whether you're on the committee or not, and I hope you'll continue to be interested in the township and keep an eye on what we're doing um, so that you can advise us and the public as to that and make sure that uh, we're doing the best we can with the taxpayers money here certainly and uh finally who day go Bengals! It's yeah really exciting to have Bengals in the super bowl and uh so i know everybody's excited about that we're looking forward to a super bowl victory <coughs> and maybe we can uh, then declare joe burrow day here in the township <laughs> so thank you very much okay um announcement changes bid opening is uh, for the 2022 road improvement program is uh friday february 11th at 10 a.m. right here in the township building. Uh, and you can check our schedule uh, meetings and events uh, on our uh, calendar on our website. If there's no other business to uh, to attend to tonight, we'll take a motion to adjourn. I move we adjourn. I'll second. Motion is second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. We Aye. are adjourned. Where are we? <laughs>